0: Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co host and bestie. Well, welcome to the Pod Lab, Catherine. Here we are again. Mm -hmm. Episode 122.
1: Yeah, we're rolling along.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a nice day today. it's monday and it's cloudy and rainy Mm
1: -hmm. and cold it's quite cold yeah real nice (laughs) yeah we're
0: recording in may today is monsters today is may day it's may 1st yeah and um it's cold it's like 40 some degrees in the chicago area and we're ready for summer but yeah all that to say we're traveling today to texas we're going to be talking about the crazy thing that happened in waco texas Mm -hmm. back in 1993 and uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yes, for the most part, yeah. that goofy, crazy nut job, David, David Koresh, Koresh,
1: whose real name was Vernon Howell.
0: Well, which, I'd change it too if that was my name, Vernon. Mm, I'm not so not so much, but the combination, Vernon Howell, mm. sounds like not a cult leader.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we if we knew him as that we would think we would associate him as a cult well leader. okay
0: but they like david koresh's cult was called the branch davidians right so if it was vernon howell mm-hmm. they would be the branch vernonians that doesn't sound cultish to me
1: well i guess not mm. uh-huh yeah
0: Anyway, we're going to be talking all about it today, friends, so stay tuned for the whole podcast. We've got some takeaways, as always. We're going to review what happened. A, mm-hmm. in case you forgot, because there's some little details that I learned in doing the research for today. B, we're going to talk about why it's important to know the Bible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's important Very to important. know the Bible. And it's also important to question your leaders. Absolutely. And if there's a leader out there that you ask, you know, you question their motives or you question what they're teaching and they freak out can on I you. rebuke you. Yeah, run. Yeah. Run as fast as you can. Yeah. And maybe even dial 911. That's a, that's a thought. Finally, we're going to talk about um, how there are three sides to every conflict. There's, you know, his side, her side, and the truth or however you want to say it. But we're just going to talk about all these different factors that happened with Waco, Texas and that big siege with the Branch Davidians. Uh, we're going to close with an inspirational uh, scripture verse mm-hmm. that Catherine has picked out, and then we're going to give you a little call to action. So, you know, this is going to be a yeah, fun ride. stay
1: tuned for that. It's easy.
0: Yeah, for real. All right, I'm going to call up our scripture, by the way, while
1: you're
0: diving in.
1: Well, our friend Janine tipped us off and said, hey, I watched this Waco thing, and she said that uh, we should watch it and perhaps do a podcast on it. So uh, when we were preparing for our 90s thing, I got, oh no, I was preparing for this is what it was, Mm -hmm. and I got way sidetracked with the 90s, and anyway, we ended up with that, but uh, so we took kind of a deep dive into this because there's a lot to be said about what happened. And this was in 1993. So now we're um, 20. I, I, one of the documentaries said that it was 25 years. Well, it'd be that, 30
0: years, wouldn't
1: it? And 93 to 23? Yeah, but one of the documentaries when it was made right. was 25 years. The And I think that one was Waco, The Lost Siege but the the really in-depth documentary was mm-hmm. waco the american apocalypse yeah i
0: watched that one
1: i did too yeah, yeah. all right well okay. so let's say you katherine let's
0: say for example that somebody that is listening mm-hmm. knows nothing about what happened let's put it into a nutshell just tell them what happened
1: all right well um this we're gonna just call it a cult right out the gate hello and it's a cult yes it's a sect of the, uh, and when we were watching this, I was saying sects. <laughs> is plural. <laughs> and we had this yes, little exchange, and it was, anyway, it was really funny. But, so, I want to make sure I say that right. But it's an offshoot, let's say, of the Seventh-day Adventists. And yeah. so then this thing is formed, and this, this Vernon Howell, as it was, he is this young guy who wasn't real academically smart but he had a (laughs) yeah you think (laughs) she's making a face he had a gift of i think it was was it picture memorization i can't remember but he knew all of revelation which i'm going to point out that so did that other nut job uh in the 60s um manson yeah he knew that by heart as well Anyway, David Koresh he forms this branch, which is called the Davidian Branch, and they put out a um, kind of like an APB of sorts internationally, call, like Pied Piper. Calling, yeah, they're going looking. They're yeah. looking for recruits. They exactly right. So they come a they come a hauling all the way from Australia. I think they interviewed three people altogether that mm-hmm. I that I can recall from Australia, a guy from England. I mean, it. <laughs> these people came from, oh, and then the one woman was from North Carolina, uh, this Kathy woman. She, I don't know where she came from, but she moved to Texas, she says, to follow this guy. That's how charismatic this guy is.
0: Okay, side note. I mm-hmm. don't know if you found this in your research, but did you know that his mother was 14 when she had him?
1: Oh, that does sound familiar. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I didn't.
0: She was fourteen years old when she gave birth to him, and she didn't. It didn't work out with the father because he was young as well. Mm-hmm. And then she got married to somebody else, and then he was abusive to David, Vernon, whatever. And uh, on and along down the line, at the during the big siege, did uh-huh. did you see where she was trying to coordinate with the lawyer to negotiate with him to get him out alive? Because she just wanted him to live. Yeah. And that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So that was in 93. Obviously, we know how that ended. We're going to get to that in a minute. But then fast forward, she was murdered by her sister. Oh, really?
1: Hello. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ooh. Something weird in the DNA, maybe.
0: That's what I'm getting at. Yes. Thanks for picking up what I'm throwing down. (laughs) You are picking up what I'm throwing down. Yikes. The sister was 10 years younger than her. And she was mentally ill. And this older sister, who was David's mother, mm-hmm. she was trying to get her to the doctor. And wow. she went over there and the sister knifed her to death and cut her up. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that was the end of that.
1: God, it's an all-around tragic story. <sighs>
0: yeah. But that's just tragedy to say, upon yeah,
1: don't don't go having, you
0: know, babies when you're 14. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just so much.
1: Oh, I don't Mary even, was 12 when she had Jesus. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> but that's different. <laughs> Well, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, well, well, you
0: said it, is that it's all around tragedy. There's a lot yeah. of tragic things that happen there. And who knows what, you know, what led to this man
1: being who he was. Yeah. Well, he there's 150 followers. And they're all on this compound. They start out in one place. but It's in Texas. But they move to this Mount Carmel, which is right outside of Waco. And these 150 followers... Uh, there's some that are interviewed all these years later, and some of them are still devout to this. I'm going to say nut job, uh, David Koresh. Yeah, and
0: even currently, even though mm-hmm. it it was shown that he did all these horrible things. Right. The mm-hmm. one guy, I think he was from Australia, and you know David Koresh was guilty of uh, being a pedophile. He was a pedophile. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And he um, he had multiple wives, young, you know, as young as whatever.
1: 12, they uh, say. Well, he had a 14-year-old wife, but then uh, they say that he was with a 12-year-old. Okay. So he had all
0: that. Well, this guy from Australia was being interviewed, and they said, you know that he was a pedophile, right? And it was like the Australia version of 60 Minutes, and they're pretty good over there mm-hmm. with the 60-minute thing. And the, the Australia 60-minute um, lady is like, you know, the th- 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 pedophile, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the accent is. And here's what the guy says. He says, yeah, I know. I, I know he's a pedophile, but but that's like calling God a pedophile. Oh. So he equated God with this man. Mm-hmm. And that is where the nut, nut, nut
1: Yes, Yeah, is. exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, anyway, all that to say that these people are, you know, they they are in Bible study, but they are being taught by David's version, let's just put it that way, of whatever it is. Because who knows what he is saying to make these people do what they do, because he basically is allowed to marry these people's daughters who are under age. He convinces them that um, there is an Armageddon coming. And we do know that there's going to be a second coming of the Messiah. And some of these people believe that David was it
0: and so well he was using brainwashing yeah he was totally brainwashing them he um what do you call that when they take them away and put they he isolated them Mm -hmm. he took them away from their families and put them in the middle of waco texas in a bunch of fields where there was nothing yeah and then he sat them down and taught them endlessly Mm -hmm. for hours and hours and during their little teaching sessions or brain let's just call it what it is during their brainwashing sessions, mm-hmm. those people, it was mandatory that you show up. Mm-hmm. You couldn't leave.
1: Couldn't go to the bathroom. Nope.
0: If your kid wiggled or squiggled, they were reprimanded right there. If you scratched your nose and it wasn't al- allowed, you got reprimanded. So he held this authoritative, you know, um, military control over these people. And then when guns got involved,
1: you know, I think that he was intimidating. Absolutely. And by the way, this one Australian woman, her name is Liz, and she uh, left Australia to go follow this guy, but she's in, she's not there very long at all. And she says, well, this is getting weird now. And she had, in the meantime, while she was there, though, she falls in love with this other guy. I think his name is David as well. Uh, No, his name is Mark with a French last name. Oh, right. Boulot. Like his
0: best friend.
1: And he was, yeah, he was David's best friend, but then he's his ultimate enemy. Right. Um, because they on. saw the writing on the wall. They did. Right. And uh but but what's her name? Liz had left first. And but Mark stayed a little bit longer. But when David starts telling him that he was with a 12 year old, Mark is definitely backing off and for sure leaves when all the guns are coming. So he has an inside um, perspective of David's mind. Because right. he, he knows that, basically, he's going to be a, a martyr. The, all of them are going to be martyrs. right? And so they're preparing for an Armageddon, and this Mark knows that. So at some point, he alerts the uh, authorities, and in the meantime there's um, a leak somehow and it gets to the local Waco uh, Tribune Herald paper and now they're starting an investigation and at the same time somehow the ATF are no oh I know the local sheriff the sheriff that's in town basically uh, this guy named Larry something I think anyway he uh, he's notified and he, actually, he's the one that notifies the ATF, I believe. But either way, now that you could see already, there's too many people that involved. are involved in this. Yeah. And so the ATF, they want to go in and do a surprise raid on, on this compound on the grounds of children being molested and illegal weapons. Right. And by the way, Texas at the time... I don't know what it is now, but they were one of the states that had, like, tons of guns anyway. And so they were known for that. So that's kind of the the compound's defense. Like, hey, this is America. We've got the rights. But the thing was is that they were making these weapons into weapons they're not supposed to be, I guess, like, semi-automatic to automatic or something right. like that. I don't understand all the stuff. But then they were also preparing with like gas stuff and
0: they were making grenades and bombs yeah. and so forth. You know the other thing about Mark Bernal or whatever his last name is. Yeah, he not only did he alert the authorities that there's some stuff going on there, but he he warned them. Yes, I, I was going to get to that. Right, don't attack, thinking that they're just gonna put up the white flag right they're gonna go to the death and they're armed to the teeth exactly he said they're martyrs and they didn't believe him
1: uh, well obviously they didn't believe him
0: or they wouldn't have done what they did because they were not expecting that kind of an exchange at all
1: right and he warns them again um now i'm fast forwarding to when it's on the news he's back home in australia and he calls them he says don't do that because they're prepared more than you think they are Right. Uh, But they still go ahead. So here's the problem. The problem was too many organizations were involved. They had the ATF. They had the FBI. They had special negotiators with the FBI. They had a thing called... I don't know where I put it now. Something, all these titles, um, <laughs> hostage something. They had another organization, and I can't remember the name of it, but they are the absolute last resort when things are really, really bad. So these guys are ready for battle. They, they, they come in with tanks. So you have the one guy and the ATF Um, organization he's a special agent and he's been negotiating with David Koresh from the beginning they've got a rapport going they've got a relationship David is actually if you ask me it sounds like he's making sense he's like don't don't do this we have a right to practice our own religion and this and that um but on the other hand, they know that there's pedophile stuff going on, they know there's illegal weapons, so they're they're gonna move forward.
0: Well, in the in the negotiation, they were I, I think that David Koresh had that god god complex like he Oh yeah, okay. for sure. So they were feeding his ego by saying, We're gonna put your manifesto or your recording on Mm -hmm. Christian radio Mm -hmm. and we'll put it out there. Right. So they're trying to nurture or feed or whatever his ego Mm -hmm. so that he'll want that more than he wants to stay in that compound.
1: Yeah, right. And he so they do put him uh, his broadcast out there and they put it on this Christian radio station but then afterward David Koresh says yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) he says god has told me to wait and to not come out oh yeah so they've been had right yeah and one of the agents said how do you negotiate with a man who is claiming to wait for the ultimate god almighty's authority how do you negotiate with that because he is seeking divine counsel supposedly so that's uh, that's gonna be tough. You know when when um, you and
0: I were watching the the one documentary together and they were talking about how do you pronounce his last name? Yeah, and is it Koresh Koresh? How they the news people and the negotiators they weren't sure, mm-hmm. and so they just asked him. Yeah, pronounce it. Yeah, and he said, "Have you ever been with anybody when they died and took their last breath, and they go shh?" Yeah. He Creepy. said, this is how you pronounce my last name. It's Koresh. Yeah. That should
1: have been the clue. Yeah. He's nuts. <laughs> Just freak me out. <laughs> he's nuts. Well, and, I, and they know that. He, so he's a narcissist. Hello. He's um, one of the psychiatrists who had to profile him said that he's a combination of mentally ill, a narcissist and a, um, oh gosh, pedophile. Well, no, cunning psychopath. Oh, but wow. yeah, he was a pedophile. But I'm talking psychologically a cunning psychopath and mentally ill, all those things. Yeah. So that's what they're dealing with. And yet, okay, so now we have um, that other organization that I just mentioned with the um, hostage negotiation. Right. We've got that one and we've got the rescue one that's come in. Right, with the tanks. With the tanks. And they are saying... Uh, the, somebody's on the phone with Koresh and, and he's negotiating with him and he, they, it, by the way this new negotiator has to take over from the other exhausted ATF negotiator who had a real good thing going with, with David Koresh but he's exhausted we got to send in this specialized group this is only on day 2 or 3 by the way too and also I think we forgot to say that it goes bad from the get go they are supposed to be doing a surprise attack on on the compound, but what happens is there's a leak. Uh, one of the reporters asks the mailman, who they find by the compound, directions because they're lost. And the the mailman says, "Well, why? Whatever for? What? Why do you want? <laughs> why do you want to know?" <laughs> Tell and me. The the journalist actually says, "Oh, there's going to be a raid there today." Idiots. Well, Sorry. yeah well anyway so the mailman happens to be one of the believers the one of the davidian people and he goes and he tells david koresh he makes a phone call well the atf had a special undercover agent there and he overhears he overheard this and so he goes so already you could tell all of this you know this confusion going on he um slips away to i guess there was a um undercover little secret place he could go to yeah and he um then tells the authorities that he's working for hey he they know so then uh this other agent on this other documentary the apocalypse one he's one of the atf guys and he says that's when I said, well, we can't do this as a surprise attack because now they know. Right. But another authority who's in charge, a special agent, says, yeah, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. So, so both sides, the Davidian people and the ATF people are saying they're blaming each other for who shot first. But the shots were crazy and it just went you know it went really bad the very first day it was doomed from
0: before the first day mm-hmm. as, as you pointed out i mean in the one documentary they talked about how they had this little house that they rented and they were setting it up but they were in the hauling,
1: hauling in a bunch of weapons like as, yeah they they had <laughs> as the davidians pointed out they were the bags they were carrying in were the size of weapons yeah Yeah, I mean,
0: you would think that they would, like, set up some sort of, like, you know, let's do this under the cover of darkness. I
1: wonder if, like, the FBI people or ATF, whatever, thought, well, these people are dumb because they're in a cult. So, we're going to just do dumb things, too, because they're not going (laughs) to know. However,
0: they should have known because they had people who were in there. They had some intelligence from the people that were in there. They did. And so, they should have known. How how armed they were! They should have expected. There, you know, exactly. like what, this. Mark had given them all these warnings, but they just didn't believe it.
1: Right, right. Also, the uh, press, the local press, the ATF people had asked them, "Don't, don't put anything out there. Don't publish this because we don't want it to leak." Well, the paper came out. They didn't say that there was going to be a surprise attack, but they did say there's weapons and there's children. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Uh, as clear as mud, really. Yeah. You know,
0: if, uh, if only you could go back and, and backtrack it, but I don't know that you would get a different result because you've got all these cooks in the kitchen. It's too many. It's too many people in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, which reminds me. So that's where the problem was. Uh, d- one of the agents, the negotiators, is on the phone with David Koresh, and he says, "Listen, we're 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 ceasefire. We're not going in." And then David Koresh says, "Yes, you are. They're, I'm looking right at them." And then this agent negotiator says, "No, we're not. I promise you, they they're not." But this David Koresh says, "They're lying to you," and because the other organization really was there and yeah. they, now they have tanks and then but anyway so then now Janet Reno says go ahead and gas them but this is way later and it's just disastrous if you want all the details I would say like if you're interested in this story yeah, watch just watch it yeah there's just watch so many it. documentaries that you can watch yeah you know another thing that I
0: found interesting um, about watching the documentary uh, the one that Ron and I watched the Armageddon one mm-hmm the different government agencies were sort of vying for their legitimacy Mm -hmm. so the ATF was kind of newer and um, the budget was sort of on the chopping block Mm. and they wanted to show the government that they were necessary so they wanted to you know here I am to save the day
1: yeah well yeah I guess so i mean if they are being and and they were asked to come in and i'm not saying
0: that the guys on the ground are that way because they're just following orders and they're just trying to do their job mm -hmm. but perhaps the ones that make the decisions to oh yeah just go in just do it who cares if if we lost the element of surprise which is our whole tactic that's our whole thing (laughs) (laughs) we oh well we'll just pretend like they don't know and maybe they'll just
1: give up yeah and the one guy, um, the special agent, he says in this interview, he says at some point they saw the, they saw mattresses in the window and bales of hay. And he's like, that's when we should have been like, uh-oh. Right, bales what's this of hay? about? Why would there be bales of hay? Well, so basically these people, and people were going to die for their cause. So it's a 51-day standoff. Uh, at first there were... You, Tons of bullets flying, four agents died, and uh, some members of the Davidian Mm -hmm. uh, cult, I'll call them. And, but then there's a ceasefire. And by the way, ambulances can't even get in there because of the bullets. And um, eventually, though, they make this, this they come to a point, I think, um, like on the third day or something like that, where they, David Koresh is going to let some people go, Mm Mm-hmm. And he's signi- the significance of saying two by two, like the ark, mm-hmm. and they kind of point that out. And he does let some out, but uh, these people believed that the government was the enemy, that they had the right to practice their own religion. Mm-hmm. It's the American way; they ha- they had the right to bear arms, uh, and so they used that that um, you know their rights to push their agenda. And by the way, too. A guy named oh what what's his name the terrorist for the Oklahoma bombing oh, um, Timothy McVeigh Timothy McVeigh was a witness to this, so he's just this young guy and um he sees it as the government is the enemy as well because they see it as that's uh you know their own property the government is coming in and they shouldn't be doing that so it's just disastrous. For all of those reasons, it's just a perfect storm. Yeah. And the
0: seed of hatred was really watered inside the heart of Timothy McVeigh. Mm-hmm. And he does then go and carry out the horrible Oklahoma crime bombing, yeah. of blowing up that federal Gotham.
1: building yep. in Oklahoma. Um, there yeah. Was, so it's like another tragedy is born out of that tragedy. Absolutely. Oh, just terrible.
0: You know, and um, the thing about the government, it's a catch-22, because we need the government mm-hmm. to protect us, right? Mm-hmm. And, but in cases like this, when, when these people get this mindset of they can do what they want, you know, when they want, mm-hmm. and this guy was obviously crazy, and he was hurting children, abusing children, and and ultimately was a murderer. And murdered all these people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and the warrant that the ATF had was legitimate. Uh, it was about the weapons. And when as soon as they hear those shots fired and they could tell what kind of bullet or gun it was coming from or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they knew that they were correct in being there at least. But everything else was disastrous. So this 51 day standoff ends in a big old fire that the Davidians, I believe, set because they were not going to come out. They were going to die for their cause. And a, a lot of, so the government's puzzled. Like, why are they not sending out the children? They think that these people are held there against their will, maybe, or that there's no way they're going to let their their children or their wives or whatever, their fam- their loved ones, be harmed. But no. They're but, martyrs,
0: right? And David had brainwashed them yes. into believing yes. that death is actually a good thing, yes, because they're going to die for this cause, and then they're going to be in paradise, and it's all going to be great. They're going to have the best life. And the bales of hay that you had mentioned earlier, the that was the you know the like the tinder. Mm-hmm. They were setting up uh, around the building th- something dry and and fire you know flammable. Yeah that they could then pour gasoline on Mm -hmm. and start on fire. Mm -hmm. Now, there is debate uh, uh, on both sides. Who started the fire? Right. Well, some say it was the gas that was coming in from the tanks. Others say that's impossible, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fire investigation that happened afterward showed that there were three different places in the compound where the fire started at the same time yeah so therefore they resulted that it was the branch davidians who started the fire
1: right and and david's word his uh words were we're not coming out we're you know and he was speaking for everybody in fact at some point during all of this standoff uh they released some video from within and these women and children, well, I should say women speaking on behalf for their children, were saying, no, we want to be here. We're, there's there's nothing wrong. Yeah. We're practicing our own, you know, our religion, and we're here on our own will. But that's, that's brainwashing crazy. in action, though. Obviously. Yeah. yeah.
0: What a shame, you know, that those families there were families there there were
1: moms and dads and the whole family was there yeah yeah the one girl heather i think her name was in the american apocalypse one she um she was born and raised there and she saw people like killed right before her very eyes her dad was the mailman that tipped off uh david koresh that they were coming and it's uh, it's just horrible. i think her dad was killed Um, Not just, I think, before the fire. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the end result was only nine people, um, nine Davidians, that is, survived the fire. Um, I think that out of 70, that was was out of 75 people that were left there after a few were released. And I think 20-something were children that had died in that fire.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. Oh, it's horrible. It is. It's it's unbelievable mm-hmm. that this kind of a thing would happen. And hopefully it'll never happen again. I mean, I hope that there has been at least some lessons learned on, on how
1: to handle a situation like that. Definitely. I, I do know this, that now there is a... Oh, let's see. I think there's a new... Yeah, the ATF now uses... Dynamic entry only when all other options have been ruled out. Uh, the FBI still places greater emphasis on negotiation rather than confrontation. Um, th- these are just some facts that I wrote down. Oh, eight of the Davidians that did survive out of the nine were later convicted on firearms charges. Let's see. Oh, the federal agents sued the Waco Tribune-Herald and the the local TV station, arguing the media was to blame for the failed raid. Mm. And the suit was settled by an insurance carrier, despite no admission of any wrongdoing. Uh, Let's see. A 1996 congressional investigation concluded that the ATF was predisposed to using aggressive military tactics. So those are some...
0: You know, and that brings us to the third point that we said that we were going to talk about is that there's three sides to every conflict. So there's, so here's the conflict between two sides, right? There's the Branch Davidians versus the whole government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And each side has their, their... um, Perspective. Yeah, the way that they want to handle things, Mm -hmm. right? And, and then you have what happened, and then you have the people that reported it, eyewitnesses, the news media, the government spokespeople, the Branch Davidians that were inside, and they all report it from their own perspective. Yeah. So somewhere in that mess is the truth of what really happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really difficult to determine, you know, what went wrong and what can we agree on here? Well, yeah, maybe we can agree that this ended tragically for at least uh, several dozen little children who had no yeah. no uh decision making power right. They're over under their, their control lives of the so- so-called
1: grown-ups in their lives
0: right yeah. so so there was that and and then perhaps you could find another way to work it out so that at least the children could be rescued or saved or i don't know
1: absolutely for sure because the you know the the atf had investigated for eight months before they made their move you would think in that time they'd come up with a better plan other you know a backup plan uh because eight months to say yeah we're gonna do a surprise raid and have no other
0: plan the thing of it was though they they thought that their plan was going to work i i get it because of the surprise thing Mm -hmm. but once they learned that they'd been you know found out they should have said okay call it off even though we've invested eight months worth of time and effort and manpower and blah 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 we can't we can't accomplish what we thought we were going to accomplish this way Mm -hmm. so we have to try a different way right but somebody somewhere didn't have the "Hmm, hmm." Mm -hmm. you know the foresight yeah to um to to do that which is quite sad and Mm. i'm not sure you know who who that was but whatever that's what happened you know to our second point which was to know the bible and question leaders we talked about that Um, before we started recording, just about the importance of knowing the truth of what God says, knowing the Bible to the best of your ability, study it, know it, and then question these people. Like this David Koresh, he wouldn't even allow his followers to question anything. Right. It was just, it was true because he said it was true. Right,
1: right. Run as fast as you can in the other direction. Definitely run. Uh, That Australian woman, she had pointed out that it was definitely unfortunate for his followers and she feels bad but at the same time they they should be held a little bit responsible she she i quoted what she said she said when you hand over your will when you hand your will over to someone like david koresh you create a monster right and that's that's exactly what happened i mean these people let him have their children let him have sex with them and marry them yeah and even abuse them um, and so gosh it's just all all around I, I don't understand it like I can't imagine not okay so maybe some of these people didn't really know like they were seekers they wanted to know God they wanted to uh, find some um, uh, higher spiritual calling and they didn't really know I get that falling under that but then to witness abuse like that I can't I can't wrap my brain around that
0: yeah and I do think that that's when several of the people at least that mark and was it Liz, Liz. Or, uh, those two that's when they were like we're out when they saw that he was having sex with minors
1: you yeah. know, young girls yeah I and I'm so puzzled by on, on the other documentary that you and I watched mm-hmm. that Clive from Australia he right. also was from Australia and he let David Koresh marry his two minor daughters. One was 18 and the other was, I don't know, 14 or 15. She was younger than the other. And that one died in the fire. And uh, I guess and he still is a Davidian I guess they call it. Yeah. He still still very much believes. mm -hmm. And this other woman from North Carolina um, I forgot her name but Sherry maybe? But she also uh to this day defends David and and um it's I hard to, it's, it's hard just... to
0: understand how people can fall for that and then stay with it once you know once the truth is all revealed yeah. you know and I guess they found David's body and it had a bullet in the head so they think that he just killed himself Yeah, before the fire got to him yeah and several other people had also had bullets in their head like like it was either uh, self-inflicted or or they helped each other
1: yeah they say that's some of the thing but yes know that knowing God's word and that also prepares us for the end of times too because it does say that some will be led astray and um, won't be able to discern what is uh, truth and what isn't. Yeah. So, definitely got to that's important.
0: What what a crazy story that un unraveled in front of really the all of our eyes because it was 24/7 media coverage for 50 whatever days. You mm-hmm. know that they were out there. I remember, you know, it was on the radio, it was on TV, it was constant.
1: I uh, yeah, me too. And I was just getting prepared to get married. Um Kenny and I got married at the end of May that very year. And so uh i i recall like all of that going on at the same time there was a lot in the 90s as we covered in our last episode yeah so
0: it was i was kind of brain dead in the 90s because that's when i was having all my babies Mm -hmm. and so i i mean i i was aware of a couple of these things but i wasn't really glued to the tv until um oj then when when the oj thing happened i was like oh my gosh
1: i gotta watch this I wonder why, like, more that than the Waco thing. I don't know.
0: Maybe it was just because it was so unbelievable. I guess this is, un- it's all unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All
1: right. Anything else you want to say about Waco? Um, Let's see what I have down here. Um, no, I don't think so. But again, we'll name the two uh, shows that we watched. One was Waco, the American Apocalypse. The other one was... What was the other one trace well, I don't know yeah. I didn't write it down <laughs> Oh Waco the longest siege and that was on uh, Netflix. there's so many of
0: them you can go yeah. you can go on YouTube you can go on Netflix you can go on prime and just put in Waco and see what comes up yeah
1: okay but the free one those are the free ones I want to say
0: this about Waco mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. so sad to me that this little town in Texas is known for this <laughs> yeah they're also known to be like the home of Dr. Pepper.
1: Oh, i I'm thought you pepper, were. you're a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I did not know that. I thought you were going to say Chip and yeah, Joanna Gaines. Yeah, Chip and Joanna,
0: they're there too, but before them was Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Living so the Waco looks so small too when you go through it. It's like hard to believe so much came out of that.
0: Yeah, we did. Well, it was small. It is small. It's a small community. It's a rural Texas community. Mm-hmm. And Catherine and I went there for a comedy gig. There was a gig not far from there, and we decided to head over to waco to see the chip and joanna
1: yeah well, is that they when we were there. across from the prison
0: yes it was yes <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny yeah muffin booked us in a hotel right across from <laughs> the old prison and Catherine looked i over, thought it was like a, a walking park. trail she's
1: like we could go for a walk like, i'm Look. like they got a, an american <laughs> flag and all some safety <laughs> fence there <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like do you see the barbed wire i did not see it <laughs> and the tower <laughs> didn't no, see the tower i saw in there <laughs> well this has been fun let's get to our scripture yeah because we need it very very appropriate we need it psalm 118 verse 8 it says this it is better to take refuge in the lord than to trust in humans
1: hello Hello. jinx
0: (laughs) all right our call to action here's the call to action friends stay away from these people Okay. <laughs> Just stay away. No commune living. None of that. Anything
1: that says compound. It, no, it's a unless big Unless it's hard a compound note. word. <laughs> stay away <laughs> from don't, it. Don't do it. Now camp, maybe. Mm. Question. Yes, question. Question.
0: <laughs> Always and have your GPS on. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian, Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. Bye bye.